0: I have a fear of speed bumps, uh, but I'm uh, getting over it.
1: Thanks for joining us today. You're listening to Laugh Again with Phil Calloway.
0: They say that more people fear public speaking than snakes, which is a little bit odd. Uh, I mean, when was the last time you saw someone walking through the jungle, stop and yell, Look out! A microphone! You know, one thing that scares many of us Christians is talking about our faith. I can get rather uptight talking to people who don't share my view of the world. But I've discovered an unusual tool that has helped. It's called humor. A soft answer turns away wrath, and often a humorous answer can turn a skeptic into a listener. A Christian was asked by a skeptic what the Bible said about talking to the dead. The answer was unexpected. "'It says you should speak very loudly "'because the first thing that goes when you're dead "'is your hearing,' he said. "'Humor was the last thing the skeptic expected. "'When he stopped laughing, he stuck around to hear "'why the Bible condemns this evil practice.'" The popular writer Eric Metaxas believes humor is a dynamite way to reach the modern mind. In a culture where some consider Christians to be unpleasant people, humor puts them at ease and makes them more willing to listen. Metaxas says that in the same way the Apostle Paul looked for a familiar starting point in talking to the ancient Athenians, we can find ways, including humor, to reach our unsaved neighbors. Chuck Colson agreed. I've known many people who were turned off by Christians who were just too serious and dour, he said, but I've never known one who refused to listen to someone who first made him laugh. I've seen this happen firsthand. While flying from city to city on a book tour, I found myself seated beside a psychologist. In no time he diagnosed me as a Christian. I've had bad experiences with Christians, he confided. Really, I said, me too. The result was a four-hour conversation about Jesus, and I came to understand that what people need is a fellow pilgrim who cares about them and listens. A simple story had a profound impact on me. Two neighbors were as different as day and night. One was a lifelong conservative, the other a liberal. One was a solid Christian, the other wouldn't darken a church door even for a potluck. But for some reason, they got along. They knew that discussing politics or religion was a surefire formula for disaster. So they talked about their marriages, their kids, and they laughed together. When the non-Christian's wife was diagnosed with cancer and died in three short months, it was his Christian neighbor who stepped in. The husband later wrote these amazing words about the night of his wife's death. I was in total despair. I went through the funeral preparations and the service like I was in a trance. And that night, after the service, I just wanted to be alone. I left and went to a path along the river and walked all night. But I did not walk alone. My neighbor, afraid for me, I suppose, stayed with me all night. He did not speak. He did not try and get me to go home. He just followed me. When the sun finally came up over the river the next morning, he came up and said, let's get some breakfast. I go to church now, my neighbor's church. I don't really like the pastor's politics sometimes, but a religion that can produce the kind of caring and love my neighbor showed me is something I want to be involved in. I want to be like that. I want to love and be loved like that the rest of my life. I love that story. It makes me think of Bruce Carroll's song, He Doesn't Need a Judge, He Needs a Friend, Who Will Be Jesus to Him. You know, we may not have all the answers, but each one of us is capable of this much— Each one of us has ears that can listen, hands that can help, and a face that can smile. So as St. Francis once said, let's go ahead and preach the gospel all the time. If necessary, use words.
1: Experience the clean family humor of Laugh Again with Phil Calloway 24-7 on Laugh Again TV. Available on YouTube anytime